This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show. He's ready to cross the river of death, Ryan Nelson. Uh, Joel's alive, right? <laughs> I know. I, I hope so. Right? I really hope so. Right? Yeah, I wasn't expecting to end so with that cliffhanger. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was not a good way to end end the show. I mean, it's right? gr- I know. Somebody tell us he's not in the trailer for next week. I know, I know. That's why I was like, maybe they'll kind of like tease us with whether or not he's actually alive. But no, they don't really tease us with that at all in the next on the coming up episode. So we will all have to wait and see. Uh, if you're new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the sixth episode of The Last of Us titled Kin on HBO and HBO Max. If you are new or a regular and like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, 5 10 or $20 level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. You can sign up for as low as the $3 or as high as the $20 level. It does not matter. Any level of being a supporter on Patreon will get you the show completely ad-free on the Patreon app. If you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, write us a review while you're there on Apple Podcasts. If you would like to interact with the show, you can send us an email at mainattractionpod at gmail.com. We would love to hear any questions you have for the show, any comments that you would like to add. We would love to hear those as well, or if you have any suggestions or anything else that you would like to communicate with us, we would love to hear those at our email address. So hit us up at mainattractionpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. This is the sixth episode of The Last of Us on HBO and HBO Max, and it was a doozy, to say the least, especially there at the end. So, real quick, before we get into specifics, what were your general thoughts on this episode? Absolutely love this episode till the end. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to be honest, that's some Walking Dead BS. Oh, is it really? When you, when you have a cliffhanger like that, and then you do a standalone prequel episode the next week, that's some walking is dead bull yeah <laughs> I, I don't like not not a fan that this is the this is something that like my first tingles of i don't like this comes up really I, there's no there's no sense in that yeah i know i don't i hate the fact they're leaving on something i'm sure it has something to do with the game i'm sure there's something that is similar to this in the game i would be willing to bet obviously yeah. neither of us have played it so i can't neither of us can say for but certain that's the case they should have known when you're doing a zombie show, and I guarantee you I'm not the only person who ever watched The Walking Dead that complained about they were constantly doing right. this. 
you you should have known that this was a constant complaint of the walking dead right well i've never seen the walking dead so i can't i can't speak to that but i will say this hbo does do this on occasion uh Mm -hmm. i mean they so it's not it's not out of their playbook i mean the very first episode of game of thrones they push brain out of a window and they we don't know if he's actually alive till next uh there was the i didn't catch it in live i don't i don't mind a cliffhanger i don't i don't like oh, the next leave episode it. has nothing to do with joel I, I, here's my thing i think they'll i think at some point like at the end of because you're right they're about to do a flashback episode if you watch the trailer for what's going to be coming up next week it's basically a flashback episode about what was happening with ellie when she was with fedra and i think probably by the time they get to the end of that flashback the right the joel will uh part of this mm-hmm. will be resolved I, I feel confident they will do that um yeah. so i'm not going to hold judgment on them on that until we get to next week uh so like because they just because they didn't show him in the trailer doesn't mean that they're not going to resolve that right. next week because they i mean like with the yeah. episode three the only thing they showed was bill and frank but there was probably right. 15 minutes uh, uh, total on when you total up the front end and the back end of that episode that had nothing to do with bill and frank so that's a good that's a good point but i will say besides that i love this episode i thought i thought the first half was bella ramsey was just unbelievable she owns this character she does i mean and she's getting better every week and then the second half pedro pascal when we find him you know vulnerable and scared and you know his his final reuniting with tommy man it was just really good he took over at the second half right he did he did yeah the, it's you're right the first half really belonged to bella ramsey and the second half really belonged to to pedro pascal and it's just a really it's it's a really solid episode it's coming off what i think is the best episode of the series mm-hmm. so far episode five and what this yeah. uh, that what i was thinking when i was watching this episode throughout the entire course of it was that this episode was making the emotional deposits that i thought that it was going to try to write checks on later in the series but it's actually making those deposits to cover the checks that it's writing here at the very end of the episode because they want us to understand just how much closer these two are coming together and how much they both just fiercely don't want to admit it and it's it's a really it's a really difficult thing for them as a character as as characters to to really pull off and to really show on screen but they're doing a fantastic job of just showing the vulnerability of both of them because right you've got pedro pascal's character who is who is older look look 56 i mean you can still do plenty of stuff at 56 there isn't there's no question about that but it still is harder i mean there's no question right i mean i'm 40 i'm about to be 44 you're about to be 47 and it's still harder for us at at that age to do some of the things that we were doing you know 15 20 years ago so it is harder at 56 but you still can do 20 minutes (laughs) 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 but like i said it is but it's still possible i mean uh, obviously pedro pascal uh joel is in good shape and pedro pascal is in good shape so he can still do some things but it's harder and it's he knows just how difficult his life has been and he just it's this constant fear of failure that he's i mean he even comes out and says it in this in the scene that he has with tommy you know i'm failing her in my dreams i'm failing her all the time and he just knows that it's going to happen and ella ellie's 
the exact opposite. She she's just so afraid that if he's not there, then nothing. Then she's not going to be able to go forward. That's the only way that she has any hope is if Joel's there. And so at the end, they're bringing both of their fears together because now he's feared. He's afraid as he is laying there lifeless. Who knows if he's actually dead or not? I I, I really don't know. I'm sure if you play the game, you know this or not. I, I don't think he is. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he with is. With having either. three episodes left, I can't see them yeah. getting ready to pedro pascal but you know this is his fear he's failed her he's not going to be able to get her to where she needs to be and this is her fear he's not there for her so it's like i said it's Mm -hmm. a great convergence as long as they resolve it before the end of next episode i will say yeah i agree with you about how you know the first part of the episode you really see how much closer they've gotten right even when joel is not giving her a lot right and still not being completely nice to her He's so much nicer than he was. Oh, yeah, he like, is. He's conversing about dreams and things like that. Like, right. Three months ago, he wouldn't have done that. No, he would not have. And that's a, you make a good point. So let's kind of get into just a little bit of a recap of the show. The This show takes place, this episode takes place three months after the events that happened in episode five when Henry and Sam left us. And Henry has to kill. Rest in peace. I yeah. love this, too. Yeah. Henry had to kill Sam to protect Ellie. And then he killed himself because he just couldn't take the turmoil of that. So. We are three months in the future, and we meet this this wonderful Native American Indian yes. couple. Which I I can't I can't tell you who they are. I know I've seen them in a oh, thousand that's Graham things. Green. Graham Green is the is the male. Okay, the female is Elaine Miles, most known from being one of the main characters of uh, Northern Exposure. She Northern Exposure. The, that's who she was. She, she was the lady that worked at the uh, doctor's office, Marilyn. Yes. Okay. I was like that voice. I was like, I know, yeah. I know this woman. Where she is was it? hilarious. Graham Green's been in a million. Oh yeah, things. he's been Maverick, in a ton of things. Dancing with Wolves, Twilight. Uh, yeah, great, great actor. Yeah, he, I was excited. When I he's saw just one of those guys that I mean, he's never a star or anything, but he's just always there, and that's why. Like I said, always I could, good. I could tell you. Like I said, I knew he was. He had been been in a thousand things. I just couldn't place him for any of it, just because he's not the star of any of those shows. Yeah. But I'm glad you said Marilyn. I totally could. I was like Marilyn. What that voice? Just the way that her delivery mm-hmm. and her cadence. It is so distinct. I was like, I know that from somewhere. I just cannot place it. But you're right. It's Northern Exposure. I I could not place that. But like I said, it's the first half of this is a pretty funny show. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I was laughing quite a bit. They were hilarious. Elaine Moss is uh, Florence is the character's name. She was just laughing the whole time. Yeah, I mean, she had me <laughs> just the way they were talking yeah. and just the, yeah. the banter between the two of them and then between them oh, and yeah. Joel and Ellie. It's, oh, I love I love when Ellie cursed and they looked at each other like, oh my. <laughs> like, this man's got his hands full with this little girl. Yeah. And I love, uh, he's like, have you seen my brother? Ain't seen him. Does he? And he's like, does he I look like you? Yes. Then I ain't seen him. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's just a, a wonderful start to this entire episode. And then you get the you get the scene between Joel and Ellie as they're going to what's known as the River of Death. They have this nice little scene where Joel says he's going to stay awake the entire time, and he obviously does not. And, you know, this is also where Ellie's trying to say, you know what, you've taught me a lot of stuff, and I've learned all this stuff, and I, 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 can, yeah. kind of, I can kind of do it as well. But they get there and they come across these people and we don't really know what's about to happen with them because the, what has been described to them is basically if you come across anybody, you're dead. Mm-hmm. And it's a great scene because we don't know. Obviously, Joel is not infected and Ellie has the infection in her, but it's not actually affecting her body. So it's like 
is this dog about to rip her to pieces? And you're just, it's a very tense moment when you're watching it. It is. And, and I still don't know, was the dog just happy to see a kid who was wanting to play? <laughs> yeah. or, 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 was, or could he not smell the infection on Ellie? I'm not sure. Yeah, I know. I, I kind of feel like he couldn't smell the infection because that's what he's been trained to do. So I, yeah. I feel like that he just couldn't smell it. So, you know, that, that's a pretty big moment as well, just for the entire mm-hmm. moment of the show, because obviously that continues to show that there's something special about this girl and something in her blood or something in her body that is keeping the the cordyceps virus from spreading to her and it can eventually hopefully you know, be the cure that everybody is looking for but like i said it's just a great scene to show the tension and just again you see that panic on pedro oh, pascal's yeah. face he's like oh no i have failed again there this dog is about to rip this girl apart and there is nothing i can do about it it's like I said, it's just this thing that he keeps going over and over and over in his head and it's it's just even though he's not saying a thing it's just beautifully done by pedro pascal pure fear in his face it really was so it turns out that this is a group of people and they are from a very small town called jackson i'm assuming it's where it's supposed to be jackson hole wyoming and it, they've got a real community and it's yeah. uh, i thought it was interesting because when they were giving the tour to to ellie and joel when they were giving the tour and joel says so you're communist and like and Tommy is like, like, no, no, we're not communists because, and then his wife Marie, or is it Maria? I think Maria. It's Maria. As Maria says, yeah, we are. This is a commune. We're communists. And like, he's the former American soldier, and that just kind of right. made him bristle. Like, okay, I am I, can I really be a communist? I thought that was great. That was funny. And shout out to his wife, Retina Wesley, most known for being Tara in uh, True Blood. Is oh, what okay. I- from okay and she's been in some other stuff but uh she's older and i went out when i was like i know this lady from somewhere and i was like oh it's been a while <laughs> yeah i haven't seen her i didn't see true blood so she was, she was good this episode yeah, I really she was. yeah she was really good but once they get to this town i love the fact that joel is trying to be polite and everything and he's trying to like fit in with the folks and ellie is just not having it no no, no. <laughs> Yeah, it was just great to see her just like being completely rude and just being a complete little piece of crap teenage yeah. teenager. Like I said, I've seen and many of those. And dropping f bombs <laughs> like candy, right. giving out to kids. My goodness. Yeah, and like I said, it just kind of shows that you know she is. Even though she relies heavily on Joel, she's still she's still trying to assert herself as a, her own individual person. But mm-hmm. the the two of the the. It's a really good scene because the, you have the you have the two girls go off by themselves. You have the two men go off by themselves. Joel and Ella, Joel and Tommy they go off and they have this conversation, and they're basically just we're not talking about this conversation at the movie yet, but they're just basically talking about what has transpired in the past between them. And this is the first time that you see Joel really talk about his past, and you can see that you know. It weighs on him, even though it, I don't think he likes to admit it. But oh, he's yeah. done a lot of bad things. You know, he's done what's he's had to do to survive. And I just thought it was really great. Yeah, and we've always heard that Joel is the brother who has it together. Tommy is the one. He's right. not. And boy, have they in the last twenty years flipped. Tommy yes, has it together, and Joel was vulnerable and scared, and it was just shocking to watch him in tears, saying, "I can't do this. You're the only one who can actually get right. this done." And when they were and when they were walking them around and giving them the tour and stuff, 
I really got like Station Eleven vibes in I that part of the that, episode yeah. because the just the way that they in that in Station Eleven how they had like this kind of advanced civilization going in the airport mm-hmm. and I thought just like that I was really getting yeah. this, that's kind of been a comp that everybody's talked about whenever if you're watching this on HBO Max whenever they go to the credits like the first like the show that's in the background at least for me yeah. is always Station Eleven like well, here's what you well, should watch. And I mean, now that we're talking about it, Tommy's kind of like Jeevan. He's he ends up being yeah. like a, a very uh, successful person as time has gone on. It looks like Tommy has been similar. Yeah, you're good. you make a good point there. I think there's a very good there's a very good comparison between the two characters between Tommy and between Jeevan. Because Tommy seems like a different person the last time we saw. him. Yeah, he does. He seems he completely seemed confident. different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's very confident. He's very he's at peace with yeah. just himself and what his station in life found a beautiful woman and beautiful life right and he's got he's got himself a, a nice life in this little town that they have and you know they're very protective of it and they have they make a point of saying you know we have a bad reputation but it's because they don't want to just let anybody in just because of what the yeah. world has become around them and it's a smart plan to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest with you absolutely uh, but the other scene that that's taking place at this point, you've got you've got Maria and Ellie who are having a conversation in Ellie and Tommy's house, and they're having this conversation when Ellie sees the little memorial they have for Kevin and for Sarah. You know, this obviously sparks a bit of conversation when Maria is cutting Ellie's hair and. Ellie says, you know, well, I'm sorry for your loss for your kids. And she says, no, it's just a kid. Uh, Kevin was Kevin was just my son. And Sarah was Joel's daughter. And this takes this takes her by surprise because they have not mentioned this to her, to Ellie at this point that Joel had a daughter. I, I'm, I was a little surprised that he she was completely unaware of this. Were you? Yeah, I guess I guess so. But Joel doesn't give up much. But yeah. you know, you would have thought maybe Tess would have mentioned it. Well, I just kind of think he would. She would have picked up on the fact that that there's a, he's been a dad at some point in his life. Well, yeah, yeah, because Henry said it. Yeah, Henry picked the up last on episode, it. Mm-hmm. but but you know, she didn't mention it. But I mean, he, she wasn't listening. But uh, you know, I was glad that they mentioned like. And I, I know they talked about a lot in the after credits, like how much Tommy missed Sarah as well, how much she was involved in his life. And there right. was, you know, there was always that tension between them that they both kind of felt her. Yeah, I think, you know, and mm. so that kind of probably drove them apart because he, he loved Sarah, too. And, you know, like it just looked like Tommy was there every day is, you know, with them as well. Right. You're I think you're right. I think it looked it was doing a really good job of showing us that you know just how close-knit the three of them were because mm-hmm. obviously there was a close connection between the between tommy between pedro between ellie and i'm getting all the names mixed up today between joel and sarah the just similar to mm-hmm. kind of what it has become with uh joel and ellie it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And that leads us into this great scene that we have. You got the scene when 
there's a couple there's like a lot of powerful emotional scenes like i said this is one of the reasons why i say this is making a lot of emotional deposits that it's gonna have to cash later in because you've got while the movie's going on joel and tommy and what were they watching i, couldn't I tell. was trying to figure that out i could not tell. it looked like a really old movie yeah it looked like it was like late 70s or something like that if i, I thought to, it was older than that now did you i, 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 I thought tell. it was like uh like a. Shirley Temple. Or it may, something. it may have been. I, I couldn't yeah. tell. I was because I was really trying. Like, I'm sure if we looked up on yeah. the internet, I'm sure somebody's figured it yeah. out already. But, uh, but while the movie is going on, Joel and Tommy are having this really difficult conversation because Joel is he is basically bearing his soul to Tommy that, and he goes ahead and, and confesses that she's she's immune. She's the reason why. I'm doing this. I mean, he because he was telling a bunch of lies to Tommy in their previous conversation. He says that Tess is doing fine. Uh, he says, you know, that I was I'm doing this as a favor. I'm just trying to get her to her family. And he he fesses up and says she's immune. I've got to get her there. And he just talks about how scared he is. He's in absolute tears. He's just an emotional wreck because he feels like he can't get this done and he needs Tommy to do it. And Tommy is reluctant because, he, as he said previously, and he's about to be a father. He's, you know, he's he's established a life for himself, and it's even though he says, you know, you could make it, it still is a huge risk for him to do that. And it's just a wonderful yeah, scene between those two. It is, and I have a feeling that, uh, and they, the way they acted it when when Joel says, "Oh, your wife won't let you do it," something tells me. Tommy had said that to Joel years before. <laughs> oh, sure. the way they looked, they, the way they looked at each other, like that was a previous insult. Yeah, <laughs> I like the way they played that. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that's probably something that has played out between the two of them prior to that I, moment in time. Something that never goes away from men. <laughs> oh, your wife won't let you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That never ever goes away. So, yeah. but like I said, it's just a great scene between the two of them, and he eventually does talk Tommy into it because. He says, you know, I'll never ask you for anything else again. And look, Tommy probably does feel like he owes him something just because, I mean, he's probably the reason why he's still alive is because of his older brother, Joel. And we find out later on, in uh, just a few minutes later after this scene takes place, that Ellie was listening in somewhere. We don't, we see her wandering around the town, but we never see her actually, like, stop to listen in. But she was because when Joel goes to tell her this, she's already upset and she already knows and this is just a great scene between the two of them because it's this thing where they love each other and they are so connected to each other, but they are just so scared because of, for opposite reasons, like we talked about a second ago, Joel is just terrified that he's not going to get her where he needs to. And she's just terrified that she's going to be alone. And she's the only person that she trusts in her life is Joel. And she even mentions that the, you know, because when she, because she throws Sarah back in his face, which is an awful thing to do, but she's upset. And, you know, he's like, you don't even, you don't understand loss. And she tells him, you know, I had tons of people die and everybody I've ever cared about. They've all died or they've left me except for him. And like I said, it's just a powerful scene between the two of them. Yeah, and what what else do dumb, scared humans do? We hurt each other. Yeah, that's exactly in our right. most vulnerable states. Yeah, you, you're 100 percent correct about that. And the, and if you watch the after thing on the the post show thing that they do on HBO Max, they talk about this is like they felt like this was like the most important scene they had to get right from the video game, and they basically did it yeah. word for word. They said they changed a couple little things, but this was one of the most important scenes they had to get right in the video game. And like I said, I don't know, I haven't played the. Video 
video game, so I can't tell you yeah. if they do a good job of it, but it, it felt like... It look, felt good. It felt good from our end, so I'm assuming they did it right yeah. according to the, to the show. But it's a great scene the next morning because she's already packed up. She's got her backpack to go. Tommy knocks on the door, and they're getting ready to head out. Joel's at the is at the horse bar, and he says, "I was going to steal a horse." And this is just a wonderful moment because he he's sitting there telling him, "You know, that was thirty minutes ago." And he says, "You know what? I feel like you should have a choice." And before, right as he's getting the word "choice," out, let's go, and she just yeah. crosses him back. I thought it was that just great. That was awesome. That was awesome. And so you know, she makes her choice. She wants she wants Joel, even though Joel yeah. is probably correct. Tommy would probably be better at getting her to where she needs to be that is probably correct but you cannot replace the months and just all of the harrowing terrifying things they've been through the things that they've done that have built the relationship between them even though it's only been a few months it probably feels like a lifetime to to the two characters you can't replace that and it's one of the things that maria says is you know the only people that can let you down are the people that you trust and she, this is one of the few people that she trusts, and he was about to let her down, and she's just so thankful that he doesn't. Yeah, it was it was great, man. You knew it was going to come through, but I still liked the way they played it out. Oh yeah, I did too. I liked it. I liked it a lot. And we, then we get some great more some more great scenes. So they're on horseback. They're just kind of making their way to to this Colorado town. I don't remember what the name of the town was, but Fort Collins is where Colorado okay. State is. Okay, they have Colorado State. I couldn't remember what college they said it was. So they're making their way to, to Fort Collins, and you know they're just having these great conversations. They have this they have this moment where uh he's trying to teach her how to shoot and she can't hit the target uh he's teaching her about football and like i said it's just some really cool bonding moments between the two of them and and like i said i wasn't really sure where they were going to end the episode i thought they might end it with something along those lines but they actually do get to fort collins and they get to the they get to the university and when i see the monkeys there by themselves like okay something's not right (laughs) i thought the same thing like oh they were just doing experiments i'm like is this some trope in movies and TV that colleges are just doing experiments on monkeys? <laughs> That's right. I guess so. So, I guess so, monkeys, man, were they infected? They look crazy. Uh, one of them was a baboon. That's a, uh, and like okay. I said, they just they just look weird. To be perfectly honest, so. Yeah. But they have all these monkeys roaming around, and they're trying to figure out where all, all these people are. And it's, it comes becomes quite apparent that the fireflies have left and they have gone somewhere else. We don't know what happened, but something obviously happened, and they have left and they have gone. It looks like towards salt lake city uh, according to the map yeah yeah and when they're up in the lab they hear people on down below them and this is when they have a a fight between joel and one of these other people we don't know if they're raiders we don't know who they are but they have this fight and it looks like joel comes out of it okay but when he turns around there is it's not a knife i don't know what it is but it was it looked like just debris i guess that he he Mm -hmm. stuck in joel's side and like and you can just see the fear on both Joel and Ellie's face because they're both of their fears are coming true. Joel is again fearing I've let this girl down, and Ellie's fearing oh if he dies I'm about to be by myself. And then you know the very next scene he falls off the horse. She he, he's saying wake up wake up open up your eyes. That's not happening. And then we yeah. cut to black, and that's the end of the episode. And you're like oh my gosh why uh, are they ending it here? Yeah. Uh. Please let us, Joel. Tell us Joel's alive. Yeah, like I said, let's go back to that. So, 
I don't think they're going to kill Joel in the sixth episode. Obviously, if you played the game, you know if he is alive or not. And I could probably go Google it and find out really quickly if he's alive or not. I would say... I, I have a feeling before this show is over, and it maybe the second season, we may be saying about Joel. Just the stuff I've seen. Well, I, I think I can answer that question. I don't want to go into a whole lot of details because yeah. there's things I know that I, I, I wish I hadn't. But uh, okay. uh, so I'll just leave it at that. Uh, but like I said, I don't think they're going to kill him with three episodes to go. But it, it, it feels a little early. It does feel early. It feels early. If they're going to kill him, I, I think they're going to have to wait till episode nine. I really truly do because. Yeah. That's uh, I can't imagine that you take this your biggest star out of the show mm-hmm. this early uh, because yeah. as much as as good as it is, it does need some star power, and he's the biggest star bringing the power. So he would, yeah. Uh, and like I said, we don't get any confirmation in the post credits uh, trailer for the next week because it's just I it's, don't like that <laughs> I know, because it's just it looks like it's going to be a flashback episode. But like I said, I think we'll find I think they'll give resolution. I don't think they're going to hang this. Up out to dry for uh, two I weeks. hope you're right yeah that that would be good if we got some kind of resolution yeah i, I really i i think they will i could be wrong uh, wouldn't be the first yeah. time that i've been wrong but i yeah. really i think they would wouldn't want to do that to their viewers to leave that out there hanging yeah. for for basically two weeks to wondering is he alive is he not alive so and if he's wrong we'll call we'll shout him out next episode <laughs> I'm so, just kidding. Yeah, in a way. We'll see. I'm, I like said, I I hope not. So uh I'm gonna be like, Justin, you promised us <laughs> I promised nothing. I just said I hoped and I think and I, I feel it, like your children. <laughs> uh but it's a it's a really good episode. It's not my favorite episode of the series that still belongs to episode five, but I think they're going yeah. to pay off what again, this is like I said, they were writing they were making emotional deposits so they could write checks on those emotional deposits later on and they started to write those here at the end of episode six i, I, I really like this episode because it was so many different tones about like so yeah. it was kind of comedy at first right and then we had the seriousness with uh with joel and tommy and then you know joel and and ellie have this fun moment right and then flying monkeys come out yeah flying monkeys just come out you're right and that's one thing that the show has done so well is it has it has mixed tones in Mm -hmm. at various points throughout the entire course of the series and they continue to do it in this episode so i'll be interested what they do next week because obviously it is going to be an ellie-centric episode it's going to be about her past and what apparently leads up to i guess her getting bit and then discovering that she's basically a that she's basically immune i would assume based off of what we have seen but i could be totally wrong about that it should be an interesting episode, though, but I'm, and I'm yeah. looking forward to it. But we're getting close. This is we're at the we're two thirds of the way through this the show. We still got three more episodes to go, and I'm really interested to see how they kind of resolve too. everything because it has been just an absolutely fantastic show up until this point. So it really has. Uh, do we want to do a weekly awards now? Let's do it. All right, let's do some awards. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Here on the Main Attraction Podcast, every week when we are covering a season of a television show, we'd like to do three weekly awards for the cast and for the show in general. Up first, we have the Tyrion Lannister, which is the MVP for the week. Who is your Tyrion Lannister? 
I'm going to go Pedro Pascal, but this is a tough one. You could have easily gone Bella Ramsey and really Gabriel Luna as Tommy. Yeah. Deserves some consideration. Yeah, I, I think I think both look – I think it just is a credit to Pedro Pascal to because I think he deserves it, and it's – it's just a credit to how good he was because Bella Luna and Gabriel Luna and Bella Ramsey were just absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. in this episode as well. So, yeah. I, but yeah, I, I, hope we, I hope we see Tommy again. Yeah, I hope we do. Too. I don't know if we will, but I hope we do. But I think yeah. it's a, like I said, I just think that it just shows just how good Pedro Pascal was in this episode. Yeah. I mean, if when we start doing Emmy Awards, that scene between him and Tommy when he's in mm-hmm. tears and at the boot shop or whatever it was that, that where they were, that may be the scene that he, he gets for yeah. best, best actor in a, in a drama. It wouldn't surprise me in the least. So. Well, do you want to go ahead and mention the scene of the week? <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get to that then. So the Agatha <laughs> along, what's your best scene of the week? Well, it involves Joel and Tommy at the boot <laughs> Yeah, that was a really good one. Uh, I went ahead and went with the one where Joel and Ella were in her room as they were just kind of emotionally venting towards each other. I thought that was... Look, they're both really, really good. Yeah. But just because I think the... I went with that one just because the stakes are much more tied to what happens between those two characters. That's the reason I went with that one. The If You Come With The King, You Best Not Miss Your Best Line of the Week. What'd you go with? I'm going with something that Tommy actually says to Joel. Just because life stopped for you doesn't mean it has to stop for me. Yeah, that was a good one. And I almost went with that one. I decided to go ahead and go with one of the ones that I thought was a funny line. So I went with after they have left the town of Jackson, after they have left and they're shooting towards this target and he's sitting there explaining about how he, what you need to be doing while you're shooting it. And Bella Luna and Bella Ramsey says, are you going to shoot this thing or get it pregnant? <laughs> that was uh, that was hilarious. That I was wrote that down too. Yeah. yeah, it was a great line. So that was the one I went with. All right, here on the Man Attraction Podcast, we have a five-tier rating system. This is where we are so far with this show. At the top of our rating is a Game of Thrones. Just beneath Game of Thrones is Lost. Middle of the Road for us is Friends. Beneath Friends is a Full House, and the bottom of the barrel is a Baywatch. We both have been at Game of Thrones pretty much pretty much since the start of the show. Where are yeah. you? I'm assuming you're staying there? Yeah, it's, yeah Game of Thrones. I, I love the show. Yeah, I'm staying there as well. Like I said, this isn't my favorite episode, but I think this is an episode that's going to be building towards something else later on in the series. Yeah. Just kind of like episode four built towards something that they could give us to pay off in episode five. I think this one's going to be doing the same thing, and we'll just have to wait and see if Joel is alive. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and get to our recommendations since this is our first episode of the week. Do you have any recommendations this week? I do. Uh, I watched uh, the Netflix romantic comedy starring Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher. Okay. Uh, Your Place or Mine. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Uh, Steve Zahn is also oh, is in he? it. Okay. He's very funny. Uh, worth, worth watching. Uh, Tig Notaro, the com- female comedian. She's yeah, in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's worth watching. I also watched the um, another romantic movie on Amazon Prime, Somebody I Used to Know, starring Alison Brie. Okay. Uh, and d- directed by her husband, Dave Franco. Uh, I actually really enjoyed it. It is nothing like the trailer makes it look at. It looks like it's <laughs> going to be a, uh, I believe the term is a throuple with, you know, a yeah, love triangle right. with three people. But uh, just just go in with an open mind. It's, it's actually pretty funny, and I enjoyed it. And the last one, uh, I watched uh, the the first five episodes of Who's Season 4. I enjoyed uh, what it. What Season 4? Uh, oh, you Season 4, okay. 
Netflix has done this annoying thing where they're breaking up seasons on their really big shows because they want you to come back next month. Yeah, well, they need to do one of two things. They need to either do a weekly, or if you yep. want to break it up, do it like four episodes one week and four episodes the next week. Stop the uh, the month. Well, they're doing wait. it so people will come back the next month. I'm actually shocked Outer Banks is not doing this and like coming out and fit which it might, because I think they did this with you pretty last second, like coming out in the end of February yeah, and not coming out to March. But they're obviously trying to make people, because I think March is also when they're supposed to do the uh, password, which they claimed they were going to do last summer, and they right. did the same thing with, uh, with uh, Stranger Things. So this appears to be a new thing. You can tell the shows that they think are what people sign up for, and you appears to be one of them. Yeah, I have not seen you. I've, I've, it's the one I've always wanted to watch. I just haven't gotten around to. Maybe I'll try to get around to it here, here soon, and get caught up by the time that they have the second half of. Pretty, pretty easy watch. Yeah, I've heard that way. I've heard that that's the yeah. case. So, uh, so some recommendations I have up first. I have, I, I haven't gotten into a whole lot of it, but I've watched a few episodes of The Watchful Eye on. It's you can watch it on Hulu, but I think it's actually on Freeform, uh, which you can actually get through Hulu. It's a pretty I don't good. Know anything it, about this? It's kind of like a. It's a little bit of a thriller. I've only watched like two episodes of it. I think they've got four or five episodes out currently on The Watchful Eye. Uh, but it's basically kind of a, a little bit of a uh, dramatic thriller type show. Uh, at least so far for what I can tell of it is anyway. So I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. But it's basically the premise is these, this couple is trying to like scam a, a guy who lost his wife who's and like the, the very opening scene is like his wife committing suicide uh and she's they're going to scam it by her becoming the nanny of his child and it, like i said it, there's a lot of creepy and kind of um serious things okay. that are happening as well so uh it's been pretty good it's not it's not spectacular but it's a good it's a good solid watch you won't you'll be entertained by it at least i would think but the other uh recommendation that i have even though it is past valentine's day i would still recommend going back and watching harley quinn's problematic valentine's day special oh, wow. it is phenomenal i mean it is absolutely phenomenal let me sell you on this show so we have uh, obviously just uh harlequin it's just a, a funny show but we've got all these like superhero couples who are doing like these like they're talking to the camera and talking giving their stories th- occasionally throughout the the episode you've got brett goldstein reading from uh lord byron shirtless oh, with wow. a rug uh you've got bane who becomes like godzilla size and starts humping buildings to destruction wow. uh it is just absolutely fantastic so if you if you've been watching if anybody out there who has been watching this uh, watching the harley quinn along with me i would highly recommend checking out the valentine's day special if you did not check it out when it came out uh i guess about a week ago so i absolutely loved it. it was fantastic so uh, I guess that will wrap us up for this week. Is there anything else you have? Anything else you'd like to share? Oh, yeah. I want to say uh, South Park did a uh, Harry and Meghan episode that I'm looking forward to watching because they're supposed to absolutely roast them. Oh, uh, really? Did they really? As only South Park can. As only South Park can do because South Park can yeah. they do things in their oh, own yeah. ways, to say the least. So. Yes, but uh, we uh, appreciate everyone joining us. and We will talk to you next time. I would echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.